This is episode 37 of the History of Podcast. I'm Robert, and today's episode is the history of coffee. I'm glad you're tuning in, and guess what? The kitten in my I'm actually holding in my hand right now just started smiling because you started listening to the history of. So you should start listening to more episodes, sounds like, because then you might just get more kitten smiles, and then there'll be more smiles all around. It's great. And to start, I have the egg carton count, and today's egg carton count is, it's 46, it's been 46 for a little while, as you know, spend no more egg cartons, uh, still a lot of egg cartons in here, but the episode number is catching up to the egg carton number, and I'm not happy with that, but hopefully, hopefully we've got some more coming up, so. Uh, but today's episode actually had the first listener submit her research, and this episode is produced by Hope Fordall. Hope Fordall. Uh, she submitted her research on the history of coffee. Very happy about that. So you can actually put that on your resume, if you would like, as the uh, writer or producer of episode 37 of the History of Podcast. But about coffee. So the credit for who discovered coffee is widely disputed. So a number of myths and tales have circulated throughout the years. And one of the most interesting stories actually gives credit to an Ethiopian goat farmer who noticed his goats eating berries off a certain bush. And the uh, the goats became very energetic. And this farmer uh, spread the news to the local monastery, who sent an abbot, or the head monk, to investigate this claim. And the abbot made a drink with the berries, and when he realized the drink also helped to keep him alert, He shared it with his fellow monks, and the news spread. And eventually, the news reached the Arabian Peninsula, and that would be the spark that ignited the whole world craze for coffee. And you can tell these stories are somewhat vague, that the uh, the how coffee reached its way to Arabia isn't you know super well documented. But who would expect that to be? You know, because it's right, because it's it's really long ago, and like. They didn't know it would be the history of coffee then. I mean, it was it was happening. Um, but the Arabians started to grow coffee on a larger scale than in Africa. And by the 16th century, uh, news had made its way into Persia, Egypt, Syria, and Turkey. And the word coffee actually roots from the Arabic word, ooh, I'm going to butcher this one, kakwa, I think it's kakwa, which morphed into kave uh, in Turkish, and then coffee in Dutch, but it's spelled K-O-F-F-I-E. And finally, coffee, like the regular way normal people spell it, in English. And the spread of coffee would also come with the start of coffee houses, which were public places with board games, live shows, and performances, and of course, coffee. However, it wasn't uh, called coffee at this time, as it came from a berry, and, and instead they called it wine of Araby. And coffee houses became a common place to exchange information between peers, and they were soon called schools of the wise. And eventually, word got back to Eastern Europe about this novel thing we call coffee. And they described it as unusual and dark, and naturally it spread at an an incredible rate and could be found throughout most of Europe by the 17th century. And as with most trending things, coffee also created some controversy, specifically in the church, Some called it the bitter invention of Satan, and it was condemned by the clergy in Venice in 1615. But eventually it got to the point where the church asked the Pope at the time, Pope Clement VIII, 
to make a decision regarding coffee. The Pope decided that it would be best to settle this uh, the dispute. The best way to settle the dispute was to try it himself. And he liked it so much, he gave it his official approval, which spread the drink even further, as you can imagine. But remember those coffee houses from earlier? They gained popularity throughout Europe, creating things such as the Penny University. And coffee shops were often seen as a place to discuss theologies and politics and engage the mind, uh, hence the name Schools of the Wise uh, from earlier. So the selling point of Penny University was that for a penny, you could get a cup of coffee and get to converse with someone about the current events of the world. Uh, But coffee uh, had also made its way to the colonies, and although tea was the more popular drink, it began to spread uh, much faster after the British started taxing tea so heavily. And the Boston Tea Party cemented coffee as America's favorite drink, because we clearly rejected tea because, you know, we dumped it all in in the uh, Boston Harbor. But eventually, uh, even Thomas Jefferson actually endorsed coffee, calling it, quote, the favorite drink of the civilized world. How about that? Um, But because of the mass demand for coffee, many places scrambled to grow it. However, the Dutch were the very first to successfully grow coffee outside of Arabia, and Indonesia would follow shortly thereafter. The competition to grow coffee became so intense that when Gabriel de Cleu stole a seedling from King Louis XIV's personal plant and attempted to sail to Martinique with the seedling, he dealt with attempted sabotage and pirate attacks. And this one seedling is believed to be the parent of all 18 million coffee trees in the Caribbean and South America. And speaking of the French, the French philosopher Voltaire is said to have drunk anywhere from 40 to 50 cups of coffee per day. He was slightly cheating, though, uh, because he, he drank something closer to a mocha. I think it was like a chocolate coffee mix. But still, though, that is like, that is dangerous. That is a dangerous amount of caffeine. I don't know how he was still alive. Maybe maybe it was why he was so bright. I don't know. I don't recommend trying that, though. But Brazilian coffee, uh, which was also stolen from the French. Why was everybody stealing coffee from the French? Brazilian coffee was retrieved by Francisco de Meira Paeta. So for to make things easier, let's just call him Paeta, uh, who was sent to get coffee beans from the French. And although the French didn't want to share their profit in the plant, they were ultimately undermined by the governor's wife, who was so smitten with Paheta uh, that she gave him a bouquet of flowers filled with coffee beans. And Paheta was able to use these beans to grow the coffee industry in Brazil to what it is today, raking in an equivalent of almost $51 million per year. And this is, this is in the 18th century. So think about that and what today's dollars would be. But... Many other countries carried coffee beans with them and returned to their home countries. And it's no surprise that everyone was so anxious to get their hands on it um, as it was the most one of the most profitable uh, crops of the 18th century. But today, coffee is the second most demanded product in the world, right after crude oil. And lastly, to top off this uh, episode of the history of coffee, for all who are wondering, Starbucks was founded in 1791. Not 1791. Let's try that again. Starbucks was founded in 1971. I'm going to keep that in. 
but I plan on doing an entire episode on Starbucks in the future. Please let me know if you would like me to do that. Uh, if somebody would like to submit their research, I can do the research myself. Um, but if you all would be interested in that, please let me know. I know uh, generally you all haven't been as interested in the history of corporations, but I don't know. Starbucks might be different. I digress. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, don't listen to the next episode just yet. I'd appreciate if you could take just 10 seconds to rate or write a review for The History Of. It really does make the episodes better. And if you think you have a friend who might enjoy this podcast, tell them about The History Of, their new favorite podcast, and you might just make their day. I'd like to thank you all for your gracious, loyal support, and until the next one, I'm Robert Lakatosh. Thanks for listening.